Hello, hello, and happy Friday, friends. This is a topic that, to be honest, I've had notes written out for quite some time, and I've been very hesitant to record about because I don't want to be the person who is solely known for weight loss goals. I don't want to be that person who is constantly talking about fat loss and trying to shrink herself because that is not what we are out about around here. I want you to take up space. I want you to be strong. I want you to be well-fed. And I also recognize like you're allowed to have weight loss goals, right? I do support clients in going through fat loss seasons. However, my approach is a little bit unique. I do feel there are many boxes that need to be checked in order to safely go through a weight loss season. So today we're going to talk about that. We are going to unpack, hey, you want to lose some body fat? Cool. Let me walk you through how to do it in a safe, effective, effective and sustainable manner. Because remember, as a nation, we do not have a weight loss problem. It is fairly easy to lose a little bit of weight. Just eat less, move more. Okay, cool. Obviously, it's more complicated than that. But in general, weight loss is kind of something many people do often. Maintaining that weight loss is key. And that is how I walk my clients through fat loss phases. I walk them through it in a way that they can maintain the goals that they have reached. We do it in a sustainable and effective and a safe manner. And today we're going to uncover all of that. So hang on. And really quick before we face plant into this hot topic, please don't forget to wherever you are listening on this Spotify or Apple, go review, leave me five stars, share and tag this on socials. The only way to spread the word is to give me reviews and let people know that we are here taking up space on the internets. Lastly, if you are looking for any of my links, perhaps the link to sign up for my newsletter, which comes out every Tuesday, real life application of the nutrition and fitness tips that you get, how it applies to busy humans, humans with full lives, real life experience, as well as recipes and any other fun tidbits. You can find the link to sign up for that in the show notes. All right, here we go. Hi, I'm GM, a nutrition and movement educator. After 18 years in the industry and recently becoming a mom, my world has been shifted. That combination of motherhood and industry experience left me feeling like I have some valuable stories to share. This is a space where we will talk all things movement, motherhood, food, and more. My goal is to give you the tools to fuel your life, understand how to fill your cup, and finally feel good in both your skin and body. My goal is to help you learn a lot, laugh some, and finally understand how to honor the season of life that you are in. Okay, you are allowed to want to lose weight. I am not the person who is totally against weight loss goals, but let's define weight here because if we want to lose weight, I'm just going to have you cut off an arm and there you go, you lost your weight, right? Okay, don't be ridiculous, but seriously, do you want to lose weight or... Do you want to lose body fat? Do you want to feel more confident? Do you want to have more energy? Is it actually about the number on the scale or is it about what that number will do for, do for you? Is it about how you will feel once you reach your hopefully realistic goal? We need to get very clear on what your goals are and why you want to get there. More often than not, it's to feel more confident, right? We can prove to ourselves that we 
are able to do the hard thing like eating in a deficit. We are able to show up a little bit differently when we look in the mirror, probably sleeping a little better because that's what happens when we have weight loss goals. We need to prioritize our rest, right? We'll dive that into that a little bit more. But ultimately, when we have fat loss goals, it's so that we can feel more confident. Or perhaps you are like a client of mine who recently competed in a weight class sport. We had five weeks to drop about five kilos, which is one kilo is 2.2 pounds. So it was a little bit over 10 pounds. And we had absolutely had to prioritize maintaining strength because sure, we could have crash dieted and dropped those 10 pounds easily, but her strength would have been total trash. And we didn't want that. We wanted her to prioritize recovery, which means adequate adequate amounts of food. We wanted her to show up on comp day, strong, well-fed, and also she had to make a certain weight to compete in that specific weight class. So there's many reasons to wanting to do to lose some weight. But the question is, how can we do it in a way that's safe but effective long-term? Because again, if you simply just wanna lose weight, cut off a limb, right? No. We don't want that. We want all of our limbs intact, but we want to maintain the weight loss that we have. So what are some things you can do to set yourself up for success? There's a lot that you can do actually. And I'm going to rattle off a couple of tips and tricks in no particular order. So please don't listen to this saying that, oh, the first thing she talks about is the most important thing. No, I think all of these things are actually really important and different ones are more important to different people. Fat loss, just like everything else in nutrition, is very much a unique experience for each unique individual and also very much an it depends type of conversation. So what is best for you to apply and prioritize first and foremost? I don't know. It depends, right? So take what I'm saying, hear it, and make sure you are applying it to you as a unique individual appropriately. So We want to lose some weight. We want to do it safely. We want to keep it off. What do we do? The first thing is, are you eating enough now? Most people live in a deficit and that is number one, miserable, but also it's detrimental to health. Why do I say that? Let's look at someone who loses their period. If you have lost your period from be it overtraining, under eating for a long period of time, your period as a female is your report card for your health, right? It tells you, hey, everything is going great. Your body is set up to procreate whether you want to or not, but you're healthy, your hormones are happy, cool. You are in a space to make a baby. Again, whether you wanna make a baby or not, we need to be well-fed in order for our body to feel safe enough to procreate. If you lose your period, that's a sign that you're, something's off. Also, let's talk about eating enough to balance hormones, your thyroid. This is often a very common issue of a human adults who have been underfed for an extended period of time. Undereating is a stress on your body. Your f- body needs resources in the form of food and energy to function optimally for your heart, for your brain, for your kidneys, for your cycle, your menstrual cycle, for your thyroid hormones to all function optimally. When we have limited resources, your body is not going to function at its best. And rather than slowing down your brain function or your liver function, what's going to happen is 
your period is first going to be impacted. And then your thyroid hormones will then be negatively impacted. We're saving the resources for more valuable things like your brain and your heart and your lungs and your liver and your kidney. You get the idea. So we want to make sure we are not living in a diet state, living in an underfed state before we go into intentionally being more underfed. Because at the most basic level, losing weight requires you to be in a calorie deficit. It is way, way more nuanced than simply eat less and move more. 1,000 million percent, that is not, that is not it. But if we're going to simplify it to the most bare bones, this is what we need. You need to be basically in a calorie deficit. If you are living in a calorie deficit and you want to lose weight, you need to go into a greater deficit. Now this could potentially impact hormones, which then will make weight loss even harder, right? So to beat a dead horse, the first thing we want is to make sure we are eating enough. What is enough? Well, lucky for you, I'm going to explain that here. We need to find your total daily energy expenditure. This is a calculation where it takes your BMR, a calculation based on your height, weight, and age, and it mul it's multiplied by a cofactor dependent on how much activity, whether you're sedentary or very active. You can go online and Google TDEE. In fact, I am actually working on a resource for you now where I will share with you my TDEE calculator that I use for all of my clients, that I share with all of my clients. It will be available for you in the next couple of weeks, along with a couple of other goodies. I digress, however. You want to go online and Google TDEE, Total Daily Energy Expenditure, and that's your baseline. This is the number of calories you need in order to maintain your weight and, and, and make sure hormones and metabolism are, op, are functioning at an optimal level. Whew, that was hard to say. <laughs> Once you have that number, now we have a moment to sit and reflect. Is it like a punch in the gut because you just tracked the day of eating and you're eating 1100 calories and you didn't even realize it and you're a grown ass adult and you actually need to be eating 2100 calories or alternatively, are you like, oh damn, I'm eating 2600 calories and I only need 1900. There's no shame either way. However, we need to know where we ideally need to be. Also, we need to know where you are, right? So prior to going into a fat loss season, once we get an idea of our total daily energy expenditure, we need to figure out where we're starting from. Because if you were to call me and say, hey, GM, how do I get to Target? Hey, GM, how do I reach these fat loss goals? I'm going to say, well, where are you now? I want to support you and give you directions, but I don't know if I should tell you to go left or right because I need to know exactly where you are. Nutrition is no different. When we want to make changes, we first need to evaluate where you are starting from. Okay. So you have your goals clearly defined. You know that you need to make sure you're eating an adequate amount of food to start, but then what are some other things that we can do to prepare ourselves for a successful fat loss season? Well, you're eating quote unquote, enough food. The next thing I would encourage you to do is to make sure you're managing your stress. Think about it. When a day is stressful and it's four o'clock and you get home and you're exhausted and you're totally spent because whether it was a physically, emotionally, or mentally exhausting day, it's really hard to stick to the plan. Maybe the plan is having a steak with sweet potatoes and some broccoli for dinner, but it would be a heck of a lot easier to just call and order pizza, right? You're exhausted. You don't want to deal with it. 
Your stress impacts everything. It's going to impact your choices. It's going to impact your motivation. It's going to impact your compliancy. It's going to impact even how your body digests food. So are we living in a fight or flight state or are we chilled out? Are we in our parasympathetic or sympathetic nervous system, right? It's impacts you on a physiological level. It's more than just the mental side of it, but truly how your body digests food and absorbs nutrients will be impacted if stress is too high. So there are many reasons to make sure you are managing your stress prior to going into a fat loss season. How do we manage stress? Well, there's a bazillion different tools, box breathing, cold exposure, journaling, talking to a therapist, meditating, walking in nature, right? I could dive into this on a whole other podcast episode by itself. We are not going there, but just know stress management has to be top of priority. I don't care who you are. I said there's no order in these, but this needs to be one of the top priorities. Next, I want to encourage you to look at your calendar. Yes, we want to plan out our year to ensure compliance. You are traveling to an all-inclusive vacation and you love to while out and drink a lot and indulge at the buffet. It would probably not be ideal to plan on going on a vacation like that while you're in a deficit. So we need to look at our calendar and ensure we can be compliant with what we are doing. Are you someone who prefers not to track and live in an intentional restrictive, right? Because we're we're making these sacrifices, we're intentionally restricting our calories. Are you someone that doesn't wanna deal with that during the holidays? Yeah, me either, right? So you probably don't wanna plan a 12 to 16 week cut, 12 to 16 week diet around the holidays. When is a good time to start? We need to plan in reverse, or maybe it's a birthday. Maybe it's a big celebration. Maybe, I don't know, you're getting a new job and a huge life transition and you're moving. Is it going to be more challenging to stay compliant during these big events? Absolutely. Stress is going to be higher. You're likely going to be out of your routine, out of your norm. This is not the time to put priorities on changing your body. Your priority is likely going to be better off spent in boxing up your house if you're moving or trying to get your resume in order to get a new job. Or maybe, I don't know, let's be mother doom here and talk like you're getting a divorce. You're going through a separation. Your brain energy is not best spent on trying to shrink yourself. It is probably better spent on trying to preserve your sanity in a season like this, right? So look at your calendar and ensure that the dates you choose, you can be compliant through this. Let's define that compliant does not mean perfect, but we want to be consistent. We don't want to be eating 1800 calories Monday through Friday and Saturday and Sunday are hard. So now we're eating 2,700 calories and totally negating the deficit we're in. We are not yo-yo dieting here, people. We want to make sure what we do is well thought out and well planned. This will require you to look at your calendar and plan in advance, reverse engineer the end goal. Clearly, I feel strongly about this. Sometimes I think I need to record myself so you can see how much I talk at you with my hands when really I'm just talking to my computer. Okay, next, let's talk about strength training. Why strength training? Why not cardio? I love running. That is not a secret. I love cardio. I want to sweat. I want to breathe heavy. I want to move fast. And also, I will be the first to tell you that cardio is not the most efficient way to help you get to fat loss goals. Yes, I said it. It can be beneficial, but it is not the most efficient. You don't have a lot of time. 
you do not have a ton of time to spend on your fitness. So we want to prioritize strength training. Why is that? Let's think about it this way. Investing your money in a bank with 1% interest is cardio. Investing your money in a bank with 5% interest is your strength training. When you do your cardio, cool, you're burning calories. You stop your cardio, the calorie burn essentially stops. When we do our strength training, we burn calories. Yes, we do not burn as many calories as we do when we do our cardio. However, when we stop our strength training, our calorie burn does not stop. It costs a lot of energy to have more muscle on your body. The metabolic demands are higher. So the more muscle you have, the higher your metabolism will be. Therefore, the less we need to manipulate your diet by way of cutting calories in order to lose weight, we can actually just focus on increasing your metabolism, i.e. Increasing, increasing the amount of muscle on your body and have the same effect. Have your cake and eat it too. There you go, that's what it is. Having muscle is having your cake and eating it too. And also let's think about it. When people go into a diet, it's often because they want to change their shape, right? We don't want to be skin and bones. We don't want to be lanky. We want to look good. We want to be quote unquote tone and lean. Hi, those are all just fancy words for saying, I want to see the muscle on my body. Well, if you don't have the muscle there, how are you going to see it? Sure, we need to lose a little bit of fat over top of it, but you need to have it there even once you lose the fat. So we need to prioritize strength training. Also, there's a conversation to be had about the, de the stress demands on strength training versus cardio. Cardio is often very stressful. Running, it's higher intensity, often higher in volume. There's a big stress demand there. When stress is high, we already talked about this, it's going to impact your fat loss goals, how your fat loss actually occurs, your body's ability to actually lose fat. So to help manage stress, we can strength train over doing massive amounts of cardio and HIIT training. Okay, so let's recap it. Some things to do before you enter a fat loss phase. We want to make sure we're eating enough. We want to make sure we are managing our stress. We want to look at our calendar to ensure compliance. And we want to invest in a bank with 5% interest. So we are going to strength train. Once you go into a fat loss phase, it's important to also manage expectations. A lot of times there's an X on the map. This is where we wanna go when we have fat loss goals. And I am here to share with you that oftentimes it might take multiple seasons of chasing fat loss goals in order to reach that X on the map. It is not a once and done type of thing. This is why it is important to have seasons of nutrition, to make sure we are not living in a deficit. We have an exit strategy. We know when and how we are coming out of the diet that we are living in, right? It is going to take multiple seasons for quite a few people, but hear me out, what's the rush? If you're listening to this, you probably have had fat loss goals in the past and you've had a hard time reaching them and you're doing quote unquote, everything that you should, and it's not working. Well, the time is passing anyway. And it sounds like you're probably wasting a little bit of time with what you're doing because you're trying to rush it. You're trying to get there yesterday. It doesn't work like that. The body that you're in now didn't happen overnight. So we need to make sure we're checking all the boxes and doing everything quote unquote in a way that honors the season that you're in. Now, mind you, the season that you're in is going to change. So it's likely going to look different from one fat loss season to the next but we have to make sure that our expectations are managed before we go into any sort of fat loss season. Okay, so we're managing our expectations. We set ourselves up for success. 
we're chasing fat loss goals. We're eating in a deficit. We've got it all planned out. We have an exit strategy. How do you know you're making progress, right? If the X on the map is the end goal and I'm here telling you, well, you're probably not going to hit that the first time for a lot of people. How do I know I am making progress towards that X? There's a few ways to look at it. One, the obvious is the scale. And also sometimes the scale lies. I listened to a podcast once. Heck, I even had a client myself once who lost no more than two pounds on the scale. And my client in particular, she lost two pounds on the scale and was so bummed. And then we come to realize when she took her measurements, she lost over 11 inches. Hi, you changed the shape of your body. Wasn't that the ultimate goal? right? So we have to remember it is more than just weight on the scale. We can look at measurements. We can also look at photos, checking photos of yourself from day to day. Not much is going to change. However, once we look at photos at the end of three months, we can say, hot damn, my shape is dramatically different than day one. Again, isn't that the goal to change your shape? So we're going to measure progress through measurements. We're going to monitor progress through measurements and photos. Sure, we can weigh ourselves. Do you have access to an in-body scan? Can you get a DEXA scan where we are able to see your body composition, the amount of fat on your body versus weight? This is not available to 90% of people, but checking body composition is one way to monitor progress. How are you sleeping? One huge win that I see with so many of my clients when we are in fat loss goals and we are approaching it from a safe, sustainable, and effective manner is that their sleep is great. If you are sleeping and it's not well, it is not restful. You are not falling asleep in the proper amount of time. You are not staying asleep. If you're like, it's so weird. I wake up between two and 3 a.m. every day to go pee. No, 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 no. There's something going on there that is not, that is very common, but that is not normal. We do not want that, right? So how's your sleep? Is that getting better? Cool. We're monitoring progress and you're making progress. How's your energy? Do you have enough energy throughout the day or are you still crashing? because we shouldn't have many crash points. Sure, it's okay to be tired by the end of the, light, the night. Your life is full. Being tired by the end of the day is fine, but feeling dragged down tired by two or 3 p.m. every day, again, common, but not normal. How's your libido? Remember friends, we want the three H's. Happy, horny, hungry. If your libido is not rare in a go most of the time, that is often a sign of something hormonal going on. We can measure progress through a safe, sustainable, realistic deficit by having libido that's rare and a go. How's your strength? How's your recovery? How are you doing in the gym? Gym performance is another way to monitor progress. If we are feeling strong, if we are making progress, if we are recovering well, we are not extremely sore for an extended period of time from movements that are common in our programming. This is a sign that keep going. We're doing the thing and we're doing it well. And now I want to talk about something that's a little bit potentially taboo. I want to talk about some things that may be temporary, but necessary in order to reach your goals when you have fat loss goals. Now, again, I'm going to put the disclaimer here that this is, does not apply to everyone. If you are someone who hears me give a suggestion here and it hits a nerve and you're like, ah, oh, this doesn't work for me. Cool. Then I'm not talking for, to you. This is a very general state. These are general statements I'm about to make. Everything is very much, it depends on you, your unique personality, your diet history, your goals, all of the above. So take each thing with a grain of salt. But some things that may be temporary but necessary in order to reach your goals, one of them being tracking your food. Yes, I'm going to encourage you to track your macros. 
Why? Because you may think you're eating enough protein. You may think you're eating in a deficit. And also, do you think it or you know it? My mom used to always say, don't assume or else you make an ass out of you and me, which I'm an adult now and I don't even know what that means, but we don't want to assume anything. We want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you are consistently in a deficit, not too much of a deficit because we don't want to go so great that it's hard to come back out of because remember we have an exit strategy, but do we know for sure we are in a deficit? Do we know for sure we are prioritizing protein because that is necessary in order to maintain lean body mass? Remember, our goal is to change our shape. We want to see that muscle. So we want to maintain that lean body mass by eating in a deficit, but adequate amounts of protein. You might be required to also make some big ass sacrifices. Yeah, I said it. You might need to stop drinking alcohol. I'm gonna be a hard ass here and say, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, I have clients who do not agree and they live their life and that's okay. They're still successful. However, most of the time, in my opinion, there is no room for alcohol in a diet. You have goals, right? Is that one drink going to greatly improve your life? Probably not, but it could greatly impact your progress in a diet. Alcohol lowers your inhibitions, your choices are changing. And also it's going to, even just one drink is going to dramatically change your sleep. Your sleep impacts everything, right? So alcohol, you're going to have to sacrifice alcohol. You might have to sacrifice eating out on occasion for a specific experience for the community, the love, the connection. I support eating out. And also if you're eating out three times a week, there's a lot of room for error there. You have a lot of things out of your control. I don't think eating out is ideal often when you are in a diet. We wanna have full control over what you are eating. It might require you to sacrifice some foods. I'm not saying forever. I very much believe hashtag balance in food. We can eat whatever we want. It's just a matter of managing our portion sizes, right? And also, if you're someone who can't have just one scoop of ice cream, you need 13 scoops. That's cool that you know that about yourself, but also 13 scoops of ice cream is not going to contribute to fat loss goals. So you probably should sacrifice some um, ice cream for the time being, or maybe bread. I used to love sandwiches. And when I go into a, a diet season, mm, is that extra carb worth it for me? Or would I rather save those carbs and the bread for something else? So I'm going to sacrifice the bread so that I can have potatoes later in the day, right? It's about juggling. It's about balancing. So you might have to sacrifice different foods. You might need to sacrifice the workouts that you love. Hear me out on this one. When you are in a diet, you are intentionally living in a stress out state. A diet requires you to manage the stressors in your life so that your body responds positively to a deficit of calories, right? If our stress is high and now we're under eating intentionally, but you're still under eating, that's an added stressor. We need to take other stressors off of our plate. So maybe that hit workout that you love so much or running those 40, 30 mile weeks that you love so much, those are super high stress. How can we manage that stress a little bit? Maybe for a temporary period of time, we need to sacrifice the intensity in either volume or duration of workouts we love in order to manage our stress. Maybe you need to, alternatively, you're someone who needs to actually add that cardio. You need to go on more frequent walks. You need to prioritize more movement. I'm not saying stressful movement. I'm not telling you to go do hit and sprints and all this crazy exercise, but you need to add more movement 
into your life. You need to sacrifice time on the couch so that you can get more steps in. Steps, more need, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. This is an added calorie burn without the intensity that exercise provides. Without that intensity means there's no stress there. It is not a physical stressor to go for a walk, usually. And also when you stress, it is usually, or I'm sorry, when you run, it is usually a physical stressor, right? So we need to potentially sacrifice the workouts we love or sacrifice the rest so we can get more movement in. Again, who are you? Which one is you? I don't know. Only you can decide. Okay. We talked about a lot of things today, guys. We talked about how to safely and effectively go into a fat loss season, what to do before you go into that season, how to monitor progress, and some things that you might temporarily need to sacrifice in order to reach your goals. Again, I am not someone who is here to try and promote the idea that we want to shrink ourselves, that we don't want to take up space. Hell no, quite the opposite. In fact, I want you to take up space. I want you to be strong. I want you to be well-fed. I want you to be able to do awesome ass things with your body. I want you to go out and venture. I want you to live big. I want you to do all of these things. And I also recognize and think it's totally okay to have fat loss goals. This is a weird topic for me to talk about if I'm being transparent, because I think that there is a lot of diet culture shoved down a lot of people's faces and people have fat loss goals. And if I don't, if I'm not someone who is going to help spread the word on how to do it in a safe and effective manner, there are going to be those quacks out there who are spreading the word on how to do it in an unhealthy and unsafe manner. So if you're someone who resonates with this topic and you are like, yes, thank you. I want to lose weight. I am hoping to be that person that can help you do it in a way that is sustainable, in a way that it is healthy, and in a way that puts those quacks out there telling you to move more, eat less, it's basic, blah, blah, blah. Put them away. We are not going to listen to them. We're going to take what I said in this podcast. We're going to hold it near to your heart. And if you feel you are someone who actually needs some support with this, because It's a lot. This is a lot of stuff. There are many pieces to this puzzle. Fat loss, like I said, is not as simple as just eating less. It is a thousand piece puzzle and we need to make sure all the puzzles fit together well. And that's how we achieve the desired outcome. So if you're struggling, this is something I work with clients on in a way that we can say stay strong and well-fed and you can still lose weight and you still can have those fat loss goals. Reach out to me. All of my contact info is available in the show notes. I hope this was helpful. I'm open for conversation. Let's chat about it in my DMs. Until next week, I will talk to you then, friends.